man, are you serious right now? I yeah, don't but, need it. <laughs> but you know, Dietrich, it, it could be. Don't, don't you, know, you don't no no but, no don't you but, say it no. It could be raining. Oh my god. Let me out. <laughs> Hey folks, it's a tad too far. There's far, there's going too far, and then there's us, a tad too far. And uh, I'm here with my fabulous host, Dietrich. So, <laughs> so hey, we were going to bring you down a little bit. So you, you need to have the tissues uh, for this one. This is going to be sadder than Hallmark. You know, we're, we're coming after Hallmark. We're going we're to get those teardrops. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we talking Titanic at the end of the movie. That's, 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 that's what we want. We want that emotion. When Leo, Leo is sinking into the water and away from the old girl's hands and you go into the blue eyes and you see her blue eyes coming back to when she was older. And it's like, yeah, we want those kind of tears right there. It's, it's like yeah. So um, this round, we're doing um, our worst day ever and making it worse. <laughs> so it, which is kind of interesting because it's like it's that kind of, you know, it's it's easier to destroy something that, rather than make something. <laughs> and, and so that's kind of what we're doing here. And I'm not sure why that is, but I, I had an easier time with this than, <laughs> than the other one. <laughs> so. That's funny because I'm the exact opposite. I had so much of an easier time with the other one than I did with this one because there were so many days that I did not want to relive. Oh, my oh. God. Okay. All right. <sighs> so to understand this one, I kind of got to explain um, a portion of my life where everything changed. <laughs> so, okay. um, So I had up until a certain point, never left home. Okay. It, well, I kind of, I'd gone to college, gotten a degree. It was still very much living home. And then um, talked to somebody and he was like, Hey, I'm heading to Chicago. And I was like, cool. I'm going to try it. So you, you have me a kind of a small town country bunkin leaving, uh, you know, a town in uh, New Mexico and going to Chicago. <laughs> okay. And so um, it was it was a rough transition, uh, got out there through the college, found some roommates. So I was in a three bedroom house with two other roommates, um, took me a month to find a job, had to borrow money from my mom to pay for rent. And, and of course, they were like, how do you move to a town and not have extra money to pay for rent? But it, it, I, I made it work. So um, but so, you know. I, I was finally getting my sailor legs. Um, the roommates had a bit of a falling out. So but I was close friends to the ones that had moved out. And so, you know, I was rocking and rolling with them, you know, was actually kind of meeting a girl uh, for the first time because I hadn't had one, uh, you know, was learning how to drink beer, you know, and um, 
I actually was working two jobs. Uh, so I, I worked for um, Broadway on Chicago, excellent company to work for. I was an usher, got to see excellent Broadway shows in Chicago. And then I had the second job where I was working for a packing store. So this guy bought a UPS store and he had me as the manager manage people coming in, shipping their packages. He was trying to get into the business of air freighting where like people move China cabinets. So we go get on a dolly, wrap it up in a custom made box of popcorn and stuff, and then ship it out on an air freight truck. And so that was the business he was trying to get into. So, but money, yeah, just, by the way, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt, but yes, that's money. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I managed the storefront and I was the actual manager, which I was shocked, like, cause he eventually hired this other guy um, to work under me. And I was like, the guy was older than me. It's like, and I'm the manager. And you're like, okay. But he was impressed by me because at that time, you know, I grew up in a small town and I was used to, you know, internet was coming about where you should like digitally send your resume. But I was one of those old fashioned, like have a hand resume, walk door to door, you know, be like, Hey, you hired. And he was impressed by that. He's like, nobody ever does this stuff anymore. It's like, all right. So he's like, you're hired. I was like, okay. So, but so I bring that up because that's where all the story starts. So Chicago, I moved, of course, figure about July, uh, you know, August, September in, in time for the fall season. Right. So I was there. It wasn't bad. I, I got used to the winter. I got used to the wind. That wasn't the terrible part. Um, but um, I was making plans to move to the south side of Chicago had was was roommating stuff so the thing was things were about to change i was going to be you know on the south side but i had made plans i was still going to stick there i still had friends up north i was getting used to subway trains getting used to the big city life the homeless people that you don't see like the homeless situation anyway there's a bunch of stuff in chicago that you don't that you learn you know in the big city that you don't see in other cities Uh, yeah and, and so um, I get a phone call and it's my mom. Now, my dad up until this point had, you know, he had scoliosis, so he had really bad back problems and, and stuff like that. And so, um, but he was, he was okay. But then I get this phone call and he's not doing well. And the doctors say, that he has three to four months to live. So I'm already in the transition of moving out anyways. Right. And my mom tells me this and I'm like, all right. I tell her, all right, I'm headed home. So I tell her I'm gonna, I'll figure it out, but I'm, I'm heading home. I was in the process of moving anyways from one apartment to the other. I, I'll, I'll just come home. And so Chicago for me is a big part of where my life changed because if I had stayed in Chicago, so many things would have been different than what they are now because, because after I moved home, my dad ended up being alive for another three years. If you call it that he was, he was bedridden and we took care of him like the whole family. Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't an easy thing, but we did it. Um, but because after I go home, I'm there another year before I leave again. 
and then I go to California for a good bit, and then I move to Texas, and then and then I finally move up to here to to you know Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So, I mean, th- all that wouldn't have happened if I'd stayed in Chicago, right? And and so that's why this is kind of a, a it's always been a where my life changed type of place or type of moment. And so um, what makes it, so I get the phone call and I'm super, super sad. <laughs> and, and this poor lady, I, I got, I got to give this late props, but she comes normally the store is dead. I'll just tell you right now, the UPS store is dead. We rarely get people in. We'll get people in like, hey, maybe I'll buy a box, leave, right? This lady comes in wanting to ship something or something. And it's like, I had just gone off the phone call, like not even 15 minutes. And I start bawling in front of her. (laughs) I start, and, you know, I just straight up cry and she's trying to comfort me. And and it was, is embarrassing, but it's one of those things that's like, it's also one of those reminders because my mom's still alive, knock on wood, but it's like, I don't know how I'm going to take it when that happens. But with this, it it was because of my dad and because of having to move that I just lose it and break down crying. <laughs> and so, um, so that was kind of one of my, my worst days there. Um, but <laughs> to be the, you know, how could it have been worse <laughs> type of person? is um being a big city um or i've heard that you know <laughs> even like new yorkers or so you, you always get mugged at least once i, I never got mugged in chicago but it, that's kind of where i was going with is that you know have this type of news you know go walking home not paying attention bump into the wrong person get mugged <laughs> you know and then get hit by a bus <laughs> You know, that's that's where I went for like making that day worse. That type of thing where your mindset's just not in the right place, and then every little thing goes down the hill from there. <laughs> so, but uh, <laughs> is that? It, it, see, I didn't take it as far as like death. I just took it as far as like getting mugged, getting hit by a bus. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could always make it worse. Um. Yeah. Well, because Chicago is one of those places where um, it was. I was running, like I was running late, so the usher job required that you had to wear black khaki pants, right? And it was one of those days where I was rushed. I had everything planned down to like five minutes, right? <laughs> I'm one of those time people, right? So I had left to go to work, but I had the wrong pants on and I was running back. And it was one of those things where I was running through some neighborhoods, right? Um, and so there were see these guys sitting, like crouched down in the ground and like I leapt over them. And then, the, you know, these guys are yelling at me like, hey, what you doing? Come back here. And I run backward. I'm running backwards. And I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm running. I'm late for work. Sorry. <laughs> you know, but it's one of those things like you could piss off the wrong person and find yourself in some serious trouble. So Dude, Chicago yeah. is nothing to play with. Um yeah. been there a couple of times. What what scared me the most, and I wouldn't say scared, but kept me on notice. Like I 
I've been through different hoods. I've been through, I've grown up in different areas. I, I know how to handle myself out here on the quote unquote streets, you know, type of situation. That's a whole other beast. <laughs> Chicago is the only place I know of that one side of the street, you'll have a house there worth $1.5 million. And then directly across the street, you'll have a crack house. And <laughs> the, the two coincide somehow, some way, because there's a big, giant concrete fence uh, with a metal gate in front of the, the $1.5 million house that's been there since like 1896. And then right. across the street, you literally have guys with guns that are waiting to shoot somebody coming around the corner. So and I got to walking around. We went to a football game and the social field and a whole nine, a couple of places downtown. Like, it's crazy how in an instant anything can pop off and you're not aware of it. I mean, you can get caught up in the, in the top in the pole of the situation. So um, the fact that you were actually living there and, and had you not gotten that call that you might have still been there. One, I know we wouldn't have met. So that was right. But, but two, like, you know, that has me now thinking like, dang, you could have hopped over the wrong person and we you would have got like a bullet in your back or some type of crazy stuff. So right. like, I, I think it kind of worked out for the better you not being there, but, <laughs> but you know, the situation you had to go through in order not to be there. Yeah. That was, that was kind of hard, bro. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. No problem. So yeah. Cause, um, it was one of those things like you knew there was a, a nice street when there was a tree protected in the concrete and had a fence around it. And, but I rode the bus by, it, I don't think it was Cabrini green, but it was like Cabrini green. Like you have like nice houses and then like dirt and then this like 15 story building. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, and you're, like, and you're like, what the heck? And what always threw me off is like, you would look up and there'd be like windows on the fifth story with like cardboard on it, like yeah. because the window was buzzed. It, and in my mind, I'm like, why is the window buzzed on a fire? Like first story, I understand, you know, somebody throws a rock, but like why are five, you know, nine stories up? Is there cardboard on the window? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's something go story behind out that is just as wild as the cardboard being there. Right. Yeah. Because I'm like, did something go flying out that window? Because I can't imagine something flying in the window. So. You'd be surprised what flies in windows out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a trip, um, literally. So, um, man, sorry. Sorry you went through that. Um, my situation is similar. Okay. And two out of the three things that were bad about that day actually did happen. Um, oh, okay. the, the third one was kind of, I'm kind of like blessed that it didn't, but it actually did happen. So <laughs> similar situation. Um, my dad had uh, liver issues. Um, his was from hepatitis. Um, you know, he was the only one working. My mom has been a, been a, a housewife for, you know, 20 some odd years, you know, she stopped, she was a substitute teacher. She stopped working when I was like eight. Um, so for the fact of he was holding in the household and, and bringing home the money and the whole nine, like that's all I knew for that situation. Um, he got sick to the point where uh, his liver was practically given out. 
So he would have bouts where he wouldn't recognize anybody. He would go into basically like a shock situation. We call him EMTs. And my dad was a big dude. So them trying to hold him down, trying to do any kind of anything to him, um, he wouldn't allow it. Like it, it literally took me coming over every time in order to get that done. Um, I had to... The, dad, the weekend he went into the hospital, um, it was, he was watching the UT game. Uh, oh, University of Texas, Longhorns was his like favorite. He was all Texas teams. Any Texas team was playing, he was watching it and cheering for them, no matter what the situation. So he was sitting on the couch. My mom called me, said I need to come get him because he's, he's spitting up blood and he's not trying to go to the hospital. And so I rush over there to tell them, you know, hey, you, you need to go ahead and go. Like the game is going to be on. We can probably watch it in in the in the hospital. Let's, you know, in the waiting room, whatever the situation is, we need to go ahead and get you to go. So um, he didn't want to go by ambulance. So we went on ahead and drove him in and got to the hospital and um, went to an emergency room, uh, went through there. They took him in the back. Um that was on a Friday. No, that was a Saturday. Excuse me. That was on a Saturday. And so we're in the back in ICU. Um, no, in the emergency room. Excuse me. We're in the emergency um, corridors. You know, they have different rooms and everything. So we're there. And we got the game on. And he's watching the game. And he starts coughing up a little bit. And I'm thinking, okay, let me get a napkin. And he's like, no, I'm about to throw up. And so we had a, a bag there. It was one of those sailing bags, you know, that, that somebody could throw oh, yeah. up in and they could dispose of. And it, the bag holds 1,600 cc's, which is, you know, a nice, you know, almost like a liter type right. deal. I'm, I'm not a mathematician. I'm not going to sit up here and say what it looks like. I'm just saying it's long enough. It almost looks like a liter um, a bottle of soda. So gotcha. He got to throwing up and he literally was, he filled up the whole bag of blood. And I oh, held it. I was holding that bag. Um, so I, I ran and got the nurse. The nurse went and got them. They put them in a room at ICU. Um, and, you know, we, I was in there with him. My mom and sister were outside of the room because at that point they just freaked out. And I'm just, I'm staying calm because, yeah, I, I got my dad's blood sitting in a bag that I could literally like put in a trash bag and almost fill it up. That's how much it felt like. But, you know, it looked like an over-exaggeration, but it really wasn't. So next thing I know, they got him in a room. He's saying he has to use the restroom, but he's not using the restroom. We're talking. He's, I, the last thing I said to him was, I love you. He said, I love you too. And and I said, we're going to see you back home. We're going to get you all right. And I said that. And I walked out the room. And as I walk out the room, about 30 minutes later, the nurse called me and told me that he's like in a coma, like he's not waking up. So freaking out about that. Um, they they have to give him an enema. Um, his body is still jerking and flying around. I go back in there, assist them with giving him an enema. So like um, by that Tuesday. Um, you know, spend all the time in the hospital and the whole nine. And then, um, we get word that there's actually a chance for him to get a liver. 
a transplant. They found the okay. owner, they found a match, and everything's good. So his levels have to balance out at a certain point in order to be good. So Monday, Tuesday, going on, um, Wednesday comes by. And, you know, at the job that I was at, once you're out three days in a row, you have to have a doctor's note. Gotcha. Or for whatever the situation is. So here comes Thursday. Um, don't have a doctor's note. Don't. I haven't looked to get a doctor's note. I'm just trying to be up there to see what's going on. And the doctors call us into the room and tell us that his levels are actually dropping. They're, they've done everything they can. They can't get him up. They actually have a helicopter on flight coming from Dallas in flight to try and see if they can get him over to that other hospital. They're going to transport him via helicopter to do the emergency transplant. Okay. They think they have them stable enough to where they can do it. As the ho- as the helicopter is landing on the helipad, um, he crashes out. And, and so at that point, they can't revive him. It's, they said if they did, he'd be a vegetable state. And they have him on life support. And at this point, we have to pull the plug. So, um, we got get my mom, I get my sister, we're all in the room, everybody that was there, and I pulled the plug and I seen the life go out of his eyes. And he's trying to gasp for air and can't breathe, and and, and that was that. Um so next thing I know, my boss at the time comes up to the hospital. Um, show his, you know, remorse and everything. And um, that Friday, I'm out. And that following Monday, I'm out. Right. Because I'm trying to get everything situated with my mom, and, and she's going hysterical, and my sister is breaking down, and, and I'm just feeling like, you know, I, I have no control over stuff. Well, you know, come find out, you know, I get written up. Because I don't have a doctor's note for the situation. <laughs> and um, had I not come in that Tuesday, um, well, actually, I was I was getting docked because I was already out of time. Oh. All the times where I had to take them to doctor's offices and, and doctor's appointments and things of that nature. So I was already out of time. So I was going into doc status. So gotcha. had I not come in that Tuesday, um, I don't know what would have happened. So what did happen was I got docked out of my pay, leave without pay for the situation. But then what also happened was, um, you know, I applied for the um, the time to, to get that back and, and everything was cool. Like the bad part about that situation was I would have got fired on my day off. <laughs> Like, I, I it almost got to that point where they were literally thinking about letting me go because of not having the time on the books or, or not, not dealing with the situation or, or HR not completely knowing everything that was going on. Like, I was about to get fired on my day off and have a Friday moment on top <laughs> of my dad passing. And my dad was like the best, best person in the world to me, still is the best person in the world to me, no, means the most to me of that that situation so um and i got a speeding ticket (laughs) um going home 
I, I had a heavy foot. I had my mom in my car. I was not thinking right. Um, I was not thinking correctly. I was just trying to get home, just to get away from the hospital, get away from the situation altogether, get her situated. And yeah, got pulled over and got a speeding ticket. So my dad died, got a speeding ticket, got docked out of my pay. And um, I almost, almost got fired from my job from, from dealing with my dad. So... Sorry, man. Yeah, that just would have made the day like all the way worse. Dang. So, and the, was that so the cops thing really did happen? Yeah. Was he was he an understanding cop or was he kind of like part of the? Oh course? no, he um he was understanding because he he uh uh he was uh. He didn't want to be a jerk about it. He just gave me a warning, told me to slow down, and and that that was it. But okay, that was supposed to be it. What happened was he wrote on the wrong ticket. What? Yes. So he's got two different paths. He's got a path for a warning, and he's got a path for a ticket. And he went to write on the warning, but he actually started writing the ticket. And he heard the story, heard the situation, and like literally had to finish out writing the ticket. But then when he got back to the station, he put a void on it in order to get it off of the record. So technically, I did get a ticket, but he voided it out. And then called me to to assure me that he avoided it out so I wouldn't have any court cases or anything coming up from it. Oh, okay. Well, that was nice of him, so... Yeah, that that was cool because he could have been a real jerk about it, but I was going, I was going like 120. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was not playing. Um, so, man, th- that was bad enough. What what else would you? Have? Yeah, <laughs> the whole fire thing would have been that would have been the situation. If I'd have got fired on that day, I'd have been like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is funny as hell to me because I'm still with that company. I've actually moved up in that company. So, right. <laughs> now I tell people what to do and, and, and give instructions in the whole now, but it's just like, how you get fired on your day off, Craig? Like, <laughs> right. So, it, like, especially you think somebody would, because it, it sounds like you said your manager came by and it's like, you think he would have informed somebody like, Let's punt the brakes here. <laughs> you, know? Mm, you know, hey, he's dealing with a situation. He's got this going on. Yes, they're actually at the hospital. Yes, somebody actually did die. Right. Not like he's making it up and, and on a trip to Cancun or something like that. Like, you, it's actually a situation. <laughs> and I'm sure back in those days, it, they didn't have Facebook to be like, uh, let's check his Facebook page and see, right. see where he's let's actually doing. Facebook status, see what's going on. Oh, he's on Instagram. Oh, wait, he's doing a Snapchat. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he's at a bar. No. Yeah, I'm actually at the hospital. It's crazy. Yeah. Man, th- that's a rough one. So, so it, it, I'm I'm for sure going to take it tougher when my mom goes than I think when my dad goes. But I, I'm not sure. Are you? Do you think that's 
was r- rougher going to be as rough? I, I know that seems like a weird thing to say. <laughs> no, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, No, I was definitely closer with my dad than my mom. I love my mom. Don't get me wrong. We, we have a, a genuine connection. But my my dad was my role model. He was my everything. And that was unexpected, especially for the fact of we had things set up in place in order to get him swapped out and keep everything going. Because when we found out about his situation, it wasn't too long after before it started progressing to the point that it got to. So it was already like late in the game for that. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I would feel in that situation. I, if if anybody you know can can feel or understand where we're coming from in this situation, hit us in the comments. Hit us in emails. Hit us in in, in the social media. Let us know right. how you feel about these situations and what's going on. Because I'm pretty sure we're not the only ones. Um, but yeah, or better yet, just hit us and let us know what your worst day is. And and what could you put on top of it to be like, uh, like the day of all days, like that type of deal, so, right? Uh, oh, man. For sure. So, all right, all right. I, I think we we ran out of Kleenex. So, <laughs> unless there was anything else in the other days, yeah, you thought. Uh, I think the violin strings broke. We we were out of it now, so we're good. Right. Uh, although I just to bring up a kind of a weird thing similar. To, to you that I just wanted to mention was so my dad um, after I moved back he had uh, varicose veins I'm not sure if you know what those are but they're yep. where your veins are like real near, near the skin right yeah and so he had one pop on him uh, and it was right near his his shoe near his foot right so it, the thing wouldn't stop bleeding uh. and so they called the ambulance. So they come get him. My mom rides with him in the ambulance. And then my sister leaves with the car so that she can drive it back. Right. So I'm left home alone with a puddle of blood and a shoe that has blood in it to clean out. And and that was, yeah, that was a weird thing to be like, hold the shoe full of blood and then drain it down the sink. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. I mean, yours sounded like a lot more, but it, I know exactly what you're talking about. Holding that, yeah. what am I, what am I holding right now? Well, what life? am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So that's the thought process I had. Like, and I pretty much figured that's that's the one that you had too. Like, what what are we supposed to do now? <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause, cause you're just left there by yourself, and you're like, "Help!" Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that just happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Oh but, man, that's crazy, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Well, this has been um, a tad too far. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and on our website, tadtoofar.com. That's T A D. T-O-F-A-R.com. Um, we're part of the Sioux Empire Podcast Network. Please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Bye. Yeah, I got no Yeah, yeah, you don't got it. <laughs> <laughs>